Welcome back to Moms in Baseball. I'm Stephanie, and this is episode 100. We want to thank all of our listeners for continuing to share and listen to our episodes. We started off as just two baseball moms having no idea how to do a podcast, and now we're loving and creating some great content for parents, coaches, youth athletes, and anyone else that loves baseball. So thank you for listening. Today, Diana is not here, so I have a special guest with me. It's my 15-year-old son, Keegan. Today, we're going to talk about his thoughts on baseball. So welcome, Keegan. Hello, hello, hello. All right, let's start off with what sports have you played and which one is your favorite? Well, the two sports that I've played for a good amount of my life have been football and baseball. I tried basketball last year, but that... No, not it for me. <laughs> um, but I think probably my favorite is probably baseball. But sometimes it also just depends on what kind of season it is. But I think right now it's going to be baseball just because I got the season coming up and I'm excited for that. But absolutely. I love and them you both. Did, you did soccer too when you were younger. And then you've mm-hmm. also done um, the flag football in seven on seven. Oh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have done Little League, and then we've also done Travel Baseball. So what is the biggest difference to you between Little League and Travel Baseball? For Little League, to me, was more of like, it was closed off. So I had a lot more people that I knew that were playing Little League. And then as soon as I expanded out to Travel Baseball, next thing you know, I mean, people from like Illinois, Georgia, like all across the world. And I thought, you know, that's kind of cool. But I think... A few other things might be like a uh, a competition level, like some kids just are better, I guess, at travel ball um, compared to some of the kids that played little league. But that just happens. Yeah, because they have a little bit more experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then also, do you want to tell everybody uh, how you kind of got on your new team? No, <laughs> <laughs> not really. Fine by me. Okay. Um, So going back to Little League, unfortunately, Keegan's 12-year-old year, year, which would have been um, the huge all-star for Little League, that's the big one, um, was canceled due to COVID. So we were pretty bummed about that. But can you tell me maybe what's your favorite memory about Little League? One of my favorites was uh, my 11-year-old year. year. Um, We uh, won city champs. And we came into that game being the underdogs. We had the younger team. Uh, we were playing a team that most of the guys on that team were all 12-year-olds. And we came in and we won that game. And I just remember that being one of my greatest Little League games of all time. Just because it was fun, won, and because we won. So, yeah. Right. That was pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to share a little bit about my favorite memory of your Little League. And it kind of, I guess it was during the COVID year. So it was kind of not really Little League, but it was the Home Run Derby. Oh, yeah. And that one was pretty amazing because Diana and her family also came and we had a couple of other people outside of our community that came. And it was kind of like it was a Home Run Derby. And the Midland area decided to do they they just decided to bring in a bunch of other guys in the area so I think it was just everywhere around us um basically and it was like a 10 out home run derby um I thought that was a lot of fun well what was so memorable about it is that you knocked out three three back windows two 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 car windows 
I think you knocked out a light post as well. Yep. Yeah, and these like home runs were like way outside the field. Like they were going to the pavilion behind the field, like about mm-hmm. what is it, like five yards beyond what the field was. I mean, I, maybe even more. I mean, it was more than that, but yeah, um, it was just so amazing. And like the the story is, Keegan didn't win. He did not win the home run derby. But it, he he was the most memorable because he hit those home runs the hardest and farthest, and everybody was just like, oh, in awe, and the newspaper wrote about him, and it was just a great story, and, and that was a great memory for me. Um, so moving on, we recently went to Top Golf with a family, and your dra- your dad was trying to give me some advice on how to hit the ball, and he was like, keep your eye on the ball, and then I just had this light bulb moment thinking, oh, this is how Keegan feels sometimes. <laughs> so is there anything that you hear when you are out pitching or at bat that is extremely annoying or that you would wish people wouldn't say or yell? I mean, one of the main ones for me, I feel like this is for all baseball players. When you're pitching and you hear somebody say, just throw strikes, I think that is the worst piece of advice anybody can give you. <laughs> just because it's like, oh, it's bad. Um <laughs> Because obviously that's what you're trying to do, right? Exactly. And then, like, same goes for hitting. Like, hit the ball, kid. Like, oh, yeah, I wasn't trying to. Like, oh, instantly know what I'm doing. Can you even hear me yelling when you're out there, or do you just kind of tune things out? I tone it all out. I'm just, I don't even, I don't know. Yeah. It's just all gone to me. Right. That's what I thought, too. Do you have any superstitions? No, I don't think I do. I don't, yeah, I don't think you did either, but like, you know, before you go out and stepping over the white line or anything Oh, like well, that. yeah, that's a that's a huge one. Um, When I'm playing, one of my main things is that I will never touch over the line or like the, the white foul line. I will never touch it. The that's just, mm-hmm, that's just always been one of my things. Like, I don't care if it's a turf field, if it's a dirt field, I will <laughs> never touch the white foul line. I'm just not, I'm not even going to risk it. (laughs) Well, that's good to know. Um, We've been doing travel baseball for the last seven years. Um, We've been to Emerson, Georgia, Cary, North Carolina, Branson, Missouri, Gulf Shores, Alabama, Panama City Beach, Florida, and many other in Illinois, Ohio, Michigan, um, Indiana. So where was your favorite place or your favorite tournament and why? I think one of my favorites is Branson, Missouri, just because like that that one was just iconic. Like you can't not say that that's your favorite because, I mean, the fields that they had there were amazing. Like it was a really cool place. We had the best time. Like the the dorm room. Yeah, the dorm rooms were really cool. Got to hang out with the boys for the whole time. So I, I think that was really cool. But I think like one of my other favorite locations that I've gone to is um, Emerson. Emerson, Georgia at Lake Point. Um, I think that one, that uh, whole complex is just phenomenal. I think, and I always have a blast there. I think it's great. I'm kind of surprised you didn't mention like Cary as your favorite. Like those fields were pristine. Yeah, Cary too was like just phenomenal. That was at the USA Baseball training fields. And those fields, it was real grass, but it looked like turf. Like they were immaculate. It was amazing. Um, 
I just want to mention some of your great accomplishments as well. So you were part of the Midwest and TIS USA baseball team for 13U. You're also ranked number six in the state of Michigan for your class of 2026 by PBR. You've made the honor roll for academics every year, and you recently were a part of a fantasy Michigan high school baseball draft from a podcast called cold weather bats and that's one of the coaches picked you for his team without you even playing one day of high school baseball so that's pretty great so how does that make you feel uh I feel honored first of all just to be recognized by PBR and cold weather bats uh I think it's really cool what cold weather bats is doing and I think do you feel any pressure and how are you dealing with any of that pressure uh yeah i feel like there is a lot of pressure on me i think like even for the the travel team that i'm playing for like a lot of people you know they make jokes about it because you know it's a canes you're you're the fundraiser team and stuff like that but i think not just that if getting recognized by like a cold weather bats for example i think that's that's a really huge deal for a freshman just because the amount of uh seniors juniors that you got everywhere else in michigan and you're the one that's getting recognized like i think that's a huge amount of pressure on you but i think one of the ways that i deal with that is i just say like it is what it is like i'm not gonna i think it's a cool it's a cool thing but i'm just gonna work on me like i'm not trying to get too involved with the rankings or like any of that stuff like i'm just i'm just doing me i think that's one of my biggest things great i love it so talking about that as well social media has made it very easy for people to make negative comments or to criticize athletes how do you feel about that what i think about that i just i just think do what you want to do i don't think you should let other people's words affect you i think i think to an extent um use those words as motivation i think you should work off of that like if somebody says something bad about your swing all right then go work on your swing like i don't think you should like take that as anything bad i i would use it as motivation to get better that's that's one of my main things too good i like that so and you're also very vocal on social media about mental health and people needing to seek help so people may not know this but you do deal with sports anxiety as well do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah, sure. So I think just for the people that don't know, like sports anxiety, if I were to give an example, let's say I'm going to give an example of this past fall. I'm on one of the teams that I've wanted to been on forever. And I finally have my opportunity to play center field. I'm super excited about it. First fly ball that's hit to me, I drop it. Next thing you know, I'm telling myself I'm freaking out. I'm in my head all of a sudden. And I'm thinking, I don't want that ball hit to me again because I know I'm going to drop it. Next fly ball, I dropped it. I'm in my head now. I'm so worried that a coach is going to say something to me, blah, 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 blah. Like I'm, I'm just in my head nonstop, but I think there's a lot of ways to deal with that. Like I, I think that baseball is more mental than physical. So I think one of the things that you have to do is think about more of the positives than the negatives because the negatives happen a lot more than the positives. So you just have to realize that for every negative, there's going to be a positive that comes up. I think that's one of the big things. And I'm, I'm so glad that you're coming to that realization, too, and that you're working through that as well. I, I like that. What is your goal after high school? Uh, after high school, uh, I want to play D1 baseball. That's always been a dream of mine. And then after, if we're going even past that, I would say making it to the MLB. I think that would be just awesome. So some people have a catchphrase or a saying that kind of defines them. Do you have one of those? 
I do actually. I've developed one over the offseason because I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, why not? I think uh, the one that I'm going with this season is Why So Serious by uh, Joker from The Dark Knight. Amazing movie. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, what that quote means to me, it means like, because I feel like I play better when I'm more loose on the field and I'm not all tensed up. And I, I like asking people, like, I don't know why you're so serious about this. Like, sometimes you just got to have fun and play in the moment and just go with it. Like, who cares in the end? Nobody cares. You made one mistake, get up, keep going. Nobody cares. It's just really, I don't know. You just got to lighten up. You got to have fun. I think that's that's the message. I like that. And that's kind of like the whole point of why you got involved in baseball is like you just enjoyed the game and you liked playing it. And so you got to remind yourself that it is one day, one one mess up and, and you're moving on to the next, right? Mm-hmm. I like that. What do you think about the new MLB rules? Uh, I hate the pitch clock. I think <laughs> I just I don't think it's a great addition to the game. Like the people that were complaining about the pitch clock the most were the people that didn't watch baseball. So it's like, why are you changing the game for people that didn't like baseball? And it, like, don't get me wrong, it shortened down the games, like, a lot. But I still don't understand how that's, like, beneficial. I don't know. I don't see a reason to make these games quicker. I don't know. But then, what was the other one? Uh, the bases. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that's a good idea for safety, but people are complaining about stealing bases. But at the same time, I don't think that one matters that much just because... um. You know, it's stealing bases. Like, I get that that can be the make or break of a ball game, but I feel like in baseball, speed is, like, such a um, a valuable trait, and not a lot of people have it. So I just think that's really important for a baseball player. And I really don't think that three extra inches on a base would really help a runner that much, but I don't know. Right. I know, especially for, like, the pitch clock for um, the batter, too. Like, you get hit or, like, dive to get away from it. You got to hurry up, pop back up, and then get back in the box. Like, you need to take a minute, take a breath, and relax before you can kind of swing again. Like, yeah, it's kind of gone to the extreme. And plus, I just saw recently one game, one MLB game ended in, like, two hours and ten minutes, which is, like, really, truly unheard of. Like, man, some of your uh, Little League games, I swear took longer than that but whatever (laughs) um what is one thing i always say to you that it's ingrained in your head i feel like when i'm playing i hear (laughs) this one's kind of funny when i'm playing i hear it's always um let's go keegan (laughs) which is like very basic but i hear that one out of all of the things the most um off the field just have fun. I feel like that's the way that I've been raised is to just have fun when I'm playing games. Absolutely. I love that. I thought you were going to go somewhere um, like drink water or oh, yeah. eat yeah, protein. That too. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> but I love you. That I appreciate that. Thank you for keeping me in a good light. <laughs> Are you having kidney failure? <laughs> Diana's going to love that one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. That is all we have. I want to thank you, Keegan. I am very proud of you. I see you working hard. You go in for morning practices. You go to school. You go to afternoon practices. And then sometimes you go to the gym and lift weights with me. I see what you're doing. I'm very proud of you. And keep up the good work. And uh, you're only going to go higher from here, bud. I love you. Love you too, Mom. 
Thanks. You can keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Moms and Baseball. You can also listen to our episodes on Moms and Baseball Facebook page. Make sure you join our Facebook group, Parents in Baseball, where we discuss everything about baseball. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your friends. We would love to hear from you. Until then, have fun at the fields. We'll see you next time.